0: Welcome to the True Tech Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Jalen Mann, and this is the podcast where you get all your latest tech news, tech reviews, and more. Sorry, everybody, that I skipped last week's episode. Just a bit busy uh, doing other stuff, but this episode, I'm going to be covering uh, some of last week's news as well as Google I.O. and a little bit more. Uh, leaks and rumors from this week. But before we start this episode, let's talk about our sponsor for this episode. Today's sponsor is Unidragon. Unidragon makes some of the best wooden jigsaw puzzles, and compared to other jigsaw puzzles out there, theirs is the most unique, which is why it caught my eye when I first saw it. It has such a colorful design, it's has fabulous and memorable images of animals, which I think is really different on a jigsaw puzzle. And all parts have their own unique shape, and which is what makes these puzzles different in their own way. It has the highest quality of laser cutting ever used, and all parts perfectly fit each other, which is just going to make it so satisfying when putting it together. And this is the best gift for getting like your friend or a loved one, or even for yourself because it's really a work of art and has so much detail right into the jigsaw puzzle. So go check out their website, unidragon.com where you can buy variety of different jigsaw puzzles. And when you use code TrueTech, you get 10% off on any of their jigsaw puzzles until July 1st. And I'll also leave a link Um, of one of their videos on building a puzzle down below. And thanks again for Unidragon for sponsoring this portion of the episode. All right, let's just dive right into the show because we have some exciting stories to talk about. All right, I know that this episode is called Google I.O. I will be talking a little bit more about that later on in the episode, but I want to start it off with Asus' Zenfone 8. Uh, I know this phone came out uh in around may may 13th but uh like i said i didn't have an episode for last week so i wanted to cover it in this week since this phone was actually a really important one so this phone just brings uh, a lot of new things to the uh phone lineup for asus so the standout things for this is that it it's a lot different from Some of the previous generations of their Zenfone lineup, usually there's a flip-out screen, a flip-out cameras uh, on the Zenfone lineup. But now, Asus has put a separate lineup for their flipping cameras, and they just defaulted to that hole punch in their Asus Zenfone 8. And The Asus Zenfone 8 Flip is the one that has that flipping camera and that allows you to have a full screen without really bothering uh, that Infinity-O display. Um, What also is different about this is that this is just the base model, the Asus Zenfone 8 but it has better specs compared to the Zenfone 8 Pro Flip. So this phone Uh, is a really compact phone and uh, brings a lot to the table at this small size. It's a size of 5.9 inches, which is relatively small nowadays, considering that phones are getting just larger and larger, and even Apple's uh, medium phone is larger than this at 6.1 inches. So this has a glass front uh, and a glass back with Gorilla Glass Victus on the front and gorilla grass gorilla glass 3 on the back and it also has an aluminum frame which basically just helps uh, support the phone overall it is IP68 water and dust resistance which is something we should all look to nowadays when looking for a smartphone and it is a super AMOLED 120 hz HDR 10 plus 700 nits uh, display which is pretty impressive um, And, like I said, it's 5.9 inches, which is quite small, uh, and has a resolution of 1080 by 2400. And, for this size, I think that uh, the resolution is just fine at uh, 446 pixels per inches, since uh, the screen's so small that you're not really going to notice those pixels, since they're so condensed uh, in this small form factor anyways. Um, It is running Android 11, Uh, and has the Snapdragon 888 processor on here which is the highest end you can find Um, and there's also dual camera setup on here a 64 megapixel wide uh, angle lens a 12 megapixel 112 degree 14 millimeter ultra wide lens Uh, and this phone can shoot at 8k up to 8k at 24 FPS so this phone also has some of those benefits that ASUS's um, ROG phones have, like those gaming uh, integrated softwares where you can toggle the fans and the notifications, as well as how much CPU power and GPU power you want to put into your game. Uh, those settings are actually in this phone baked in, so it's just a nice bonus to see. Uh, since there's a lot of gamers that might want to buy this phone for an everyday phone as well as just being able to game on it uh, So there are some benefits with going for this phone since it is from Asus But honestly, there's not too many things to talk about. I forgot to mention there is a 4,000 milliamp ba- hour uh, removable, but Non removable battery and charges up to 30 watts, which is just fine since the battery isn't too large But like I said There aren't many new things and like wild features that come with this phone. It's just that uh, there are some many features and new upgrades to this Zenfone lineup that I I wanted to talk about. For our next story, let's talk about some embargoes. So uh, for the past few days, Apple has been lifting the embargoes for uh, their iPad M1. As well as their iMac M1 and Apple TV uh, that has the A12 Bionic, so uh, Apple did send some some of these products out for uh, these reviewers, and they just lifted the embargoes for them. So you're probably going to be seeing some reviews on these, uh, and some uh, reviews unboxings on these products, which is which just gives us a sense of what these products might be like uh for these reviewers so go check some of them out one of my favorites is brian tongs uh video on the ipad pro m1 and uh the m1 imac and also marquez brownlee's videos uh, on those as well so go check those out all right for our next story i wanted to talk about um, apple watch series 7 leaks john prosser did leak some of uh the specs and the design of this apple watch which i really found interesting um, and something noteworthy to talk about so john prosser on his front page tech youtube channel did reveal some claims um and the new apple watch design he's been working uh with the renders uh with renders by ian to create these renders and images about Uh, what the Apple Watch Series 7 might look like. So I will leave links down below if you want to check out these renders to see for yourself if you haven't already. Uh, John Prosser says that the biggest part of the redesign is the adoption of the flat edges, which Apple has recently switched to on the iPhone, the iPad Air, and iPad Pro. So in the seven years since the Apple Watch went on sale, there really have been a lot of... uh, you know static design not too many changes it's only really been in two major design changes uh, from the original to the Apple watch series 3 and then after that to the series 4 was the next big design change um, back in 2018 and that change mostly concerned in a big upgrade to the screen with smaller bezels plus a change to the side home button uh, but this could be the biggest change yet to show uh, those flat edges on how this watch might look like. Uh, of course, it won't be quite the same since the watch needs curved edges on the back uh, for because you're going to be wearing this on your wrist, and if it's not curved, it's really not going to be comfortable to wear all day, which is something that the iPhone is, you know, uh, differs a little bit compared to the Apple Watch. Uh, but the squared off design does show some of the things that we might be seeing on here uh... so according to his uh... renders there's going to be that digital crown like like always uh, the button on the bottom which basically toggles your app library on then on the side on that same side you're going to see the microphone just the same and on the left side you're going to see the speakers in a different kind of uh... look Which is just two strips uh, instead of uh, a shorter um, single strip on the bottom uh, in the middle for the current Apple watches. So it is a bit of a different change and something we're just gonna have to get used to uh, looking at and also using. So maybe this improves the speaker quality just a little bit. And I I really think the display looks a lot better with this. Squared-off edge. I mean, it does look really classy and it's gonna just help uh, match and look similar to the iPhone 12 series and the iPads, even the new iMac. They all have this squared-off design, which it's giving me a vibe of Apple transitioning to these uh, this new design, which is something we're all familiar with from the iPhone. All right, so let's talk about uh, Google IO so Google IO just happened this week and honestly it's a really big tech event where a lot of the new softwares come out and some uh, updates to their applications uh, from Google since Google is a pretty huge software company so having this uh, event really just helps show off all these new features So, let's start it off with Android 12 uh, Beta 1. So, Google did put out uh, Android 12 and did talk about it during the event. Um, I'm going to cover this story in just a little bit in the next story. I'll be talking about Android 12 and I'll be going a little bit more in depth with it. But, um, what's next is uh, Wear OS, which is getting a helpful... Helping hand from Samsung and Fitbit, um, and Samsung and Fitbit are gonna help design how this OS might look like, from complications to notifications, um, the tile like uh, what's the weather right uh, weather like right now in their weather app, and just the overall overlay of some of the applications. Um, and the Wear OS platform for many years has been quite static it hasn't been through too many changes but uh, I think this year Google is really focusing on many of their softwares uh, not only for Wear OS but also Android 12 and I'm I'm pretty surprised that Google will be collaborating with Samsung on doing this since uh, Samsung usually goes with Tizen OS which is a bit different from Wear OS uh, and maybe Samsung will be using Wear OS in its Samsung Watch 4, hopefully. Um, And on top of that, some of the most popular features from Fitbit will also be making their way to Wear OS. And also remember that Fitbit is owned by Google, so um, there will be some overlapping here. Um, and also, lastly, Google has confirmed Wear OS will be getting a YouTube Music app later this year that will allow users to store music on their smartwatch for offline listening. And I'm, I'm really excited about this one since I am a YouTube Music user. Um, and I really liked YouTube Music, and having it on a smartwatch is pretty killer. Alright, also what Google launched at this event was uh, something called... Um, uh, lambda which is l-a-m-d-a and it's a new digital friend so one of the new um this is like a a kind of fascinating thing that google i-o at google i-o that is a little bit innovative and um, something that i found pretty cool Um, google's neural network uh, architecture called transformer unlike other language models there are Uh, which are trained to answer queries, Uh, Lambda is trained by dialogue and can engage in free flowing conversations on pretty much any topic. During the keynote, Google gave us a demo of Lambda acting as the planet Pluto and a paper airplane, and it was really impressive. Lambda is still in the research and development phase, but it will likely be used to power Google's Assistant and other Google products in the future. Um, but if you guys didn't watch the event, this is something to look for, uh, just simply because it's pretty new. And when, when, I, when I heard what Lambda could do, I thought it was an actual person. That's how good it was. Uh, just being able to flow with these conversations was pretty crazy to me. Um, But you guys should definitely check that story out. Uh, Well, at least this portion in their event, if you didn't yet. Also, Project Starline, um, which is the future of video conferencing and something Google is also pushing just simply because we can't really see some of our families or friends in person just because of COVID. And being able to uh, see them through video conferencing is really big already but google is pushing out this thing called project starline which is basically uh requires a certain certain camera which will use 3d imaging and make yourself really seem like uh you're there which is something kind of hard to explain um but it's basically 3d maps how you look like and then puts you behind a screen and then when someone looks at you through that screen it looks like you're actually there looks like you're through a window it's it's quite crazy Um, but the stuff Google is making right now is they're they're really innovating here Um, and I really want to see this feature come out really soon just simply because um, this has a lot of potential not only for professionals but also with regular consumers as well. Um, So Project Starline is something that I'm very excited for. Also what's new is Google Maps. Uh, Google did update it with eco-friendly routes um, and safer routing and there are also two new features, uh, which is two new features coming to Google Maps. So eco-friendly routes will help reduce environmental Uh, footprint by suggesting routes that will lead to lower fuel consumption uh, which is something that is just going to help the environment overall and on the other hand safer routing will use ai to suggest the safest route for your destination by taking uh, into account current road traffic and weather conditions google maps will also provide a more detailed overview of streets by showing where sidewalks crosswalks pedestrian Um, islands are and will even show you how busy a neighborhood or a particular place is during that time. Maps will tailor results based on the time of day and where you're traveling, for example. Um, In the morning, Google Maps will um, prominently highlight nearby coffee shops, for example. Finally, Live View, which provides augmented reality-based navigation, is also receiving some new updates as well. The new Live View will be easier to access, more dynamic, and can be used to navigate indoor builds too. Buildings too. There's also some new features in Google Photos. Um, be being able to take control of your memories uh, is something that's important to. Um, for example, my grandma. She always uh, just loves seeing these memories and being able to take control of them. Um, just really helps. Uh, keep them organized and being able to s- see where you can access them so photos will gain a machine learning trick that will let it create an album of photos that have three or more similar objects shapes or colors and highlight them in memories new types of memories such as best of the month memories trip highlights celebrations etc will soon be added into the google photos app and if you don't want to relive certain memories, photos will make it easier to hide certain people or time periods so that they don't surface on your memories again. Cinematic photos will use computational photography to bring life to your photos, and it takes two similar looking images from your camera roll and adds missing frames, which will help the AI to uh, produce animated GIF-like photos. Uh, Also, Google Chrome has a new feature called Password Alert. Um, This is, well, we already know that Google Chrome already has a built-in password manager and already makes our digital life a lot easier by memorizing passwords and making things just more secure overall. But moving forward, Chrome will alert you when it detects any of your saved passwords have been compromised and will help you set them across websites. When you receive a password compromise notification from Chrome, it will show a change password button alongside it. When you click it, Chrome will take you to the website and walk you through updating your password. Um, there are also other stuff like Fragmented Shopping Experience, which I don't want to get into too off, too much, uh, and also some other developer-focused announcements like Jetpack, Compost 1.0, uh, C- Canary Channel with Android Studio, Arctic Fox, uh, Firebase, which is Google Cloud-based app tooling suite, uh, Flutter 2.2, AR Core, um, AR Core, uh, Google's a- augmented reality platform, and Google Play Billing Library version 4.0 uh, are all other new things that uh, are really important for developers. Um, and if you're a developer, go check those things out if you haven't already, because those things are really going to uh, change probably what you, what you guys do um, as developers. All right, let's next talk about uh that Android 12 that was also in Google I/O, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper in with this story since it does have um a lot of changes that uh other um some of the other updates weren't as important. All right, so um Android 12 uh has a, it's a big design change for android and has been i i would say the biggest android update since i don't know 2013 2014 since it provides so many ui elements and tweaks that are so innovative and there's a lot of other functional features as well tossed in here like privacy um and which are fairly minor but what is important is the looks and design tweaks that google has put into android 12 um, that just makes it more usable and f- more friendly overall so android 12 is one implement implementation of a new design system google is debuting called material U, and basically what this is is just a set of principles for creating interfaces, one that goes well beyond the original paper metaphor. Google says it will be applied across all of its products from the web to apps to hardware to Android. Though, as before, it's likely going to take a long time for that to happen, but at least Google is making an effort to do this. In any case, the point is that the new elements in Android 12 are Google's specific implementations of those principles on Pixel phones which is to say other phone manufacturers like Samsung might not follow these principles the same um, or maybe not even at all and I could tell you that what Google's version of Android 12 is going to look like and act like but um, other companies might differ the feature Google will be uh, growing the most about is that when you change your wallpaper, you'll have an option to automatically change your whole system colors as well Android 12 will pull out both dominant and complementary colors from your wallpaper and automatically apply those colors to buttons and sliders and um, uh, Other um, Like the time as well, but I say this is a pretty cool feature if you love matching um, your wallpaper And the lock screen is also set for some changes. The clock is huge and centered if you have no notifications and slightly smaller, but still more prominent if you do. It also picks up an accent color based on theming system. Uh, I really like the giant clock on its always on display. Um, But in order to do that, you have to clear all your notifications. Uh, Android's widget system also has been improved. Um, But in the past, widgets on Android, it was pretty much a mess. But it looks like Google is trying to make an effort to um, fix this and uh, make it more seamless overall for uh, different app developers. Google is also hoping to fix all of that with its new widget system. As with everything else in Android 12, the widgets Google has designed for its own apps are big and bubbly with a playful design that's not... Uh, in keeping with how most people might think of Android, one clever feature is that when you move a widget around your wallpaper, it sub subtly changes its background color to be closer to the part of the image it's set upon. I honestly think this is just becoming more like um, iOS in a sense, since uh, iOS brought a lot of these widgets and just made everything so seamless. And I think Google is aiming for what Apple is trying to do. As well but in its own way so it is a bit different from iOS so like I said there are bigger buttons and more animations uh, from the notification center to those widgets those timers um, just the volume slider as well it's just a lot more bubbly and bigger overall which helps create this vibe that Google's trying to go for um, and also, there are fewer buttons on the menu items visible on a single screen, but I think that it's worth it since uh, simple things like brightness and volume sliders are just easier to adjust now, and you can adjust them more accurately as well. And as for animations, I, I kind of like them. It's it, Like I said, it creates this kind of a vibe that Google is trying to create, which I kind of like. And apps expand out clearly from their icons position and drawers and other elements slide in and out with fade effects, which Google must have spent a lot of time on because it looks pretty clean. More animations mean more resources and potentially more jitter, but um, I think that the Windows and Package Manager use 22% less CPU time, uh, according to um, Samad, uh, which is um, part of the Android team. And the system server uses 15% less of the um, the processor power, the battery-intensive core on the processor, and interrupts uh, have been reduced too. Android has another repu- reputation, solving for jitter and jank by just throwing ever more powerful uh, hardware at the problem: faster chips, higher refresh rate screens, and 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 the rest of it. But hopefully none of Uh, that will be necessary to keep these animations smooth or lower end on uh, on lower end devices but on a pixel 5 they should be quite good also uh, there are new privacy features for camera mic and location google has been doing a few things with privacy in android 12 Probably because Apple has been doing a lot of these privacy things as well. and Apple I mean and Google just wants to keep track of what Apple is doing and probably just copy them as well. Um, so the camera and mic will now flip on a little green dot in the upper right hand corner um, and indicating when they're on or not on. There are also two optional toggles and quick settings for turning them off entirely at a system level. When an app tries to use one of them, Apple, uh, Android will pop up a box asking if you want to turn it back on. If you choose not to, the app thinks it has access to the camera or mic, but all Android gives is a black nothingness and silence. So it just won't detect any of these cameras or mics. And for location, Google is adding another option for what kind of access you can grant an app. Alongside the options, Uh, are to limit access to one at a time or just when an app is open and there are settings for granting either approximate or precise locations and an example for the use of approximate location is like the weather app sometimes you might not want your weather app to know your precise location but the overall approximate location of your neighborhood so that it can give you an accurate temperature reading without really knowing where you actually are and Google is also creating a new privacy dashboard specifically specifically focused on location, mic, and camera. It presents a pie chart of how many times each has been accessed uh, in the settings app, which consumers can just check out. And honestly, this is a pretty big update. I did cover everything of Android 12, but you know the gist of it. It's mainly for this design tweaks um, and just mainly for uh, this privacy stuff as well which i think is really important um, and is a pretty big update overall uh, for all of Android and there have been pixel 6 rumors heating up uh, which i want to talk about in our next story so according to John Prosser uh, we will also expect to see a pixel 6 pro and a regular pixel 6 what we're unlikely to see is Google's next flagship uh, phone uh, this summer, so it should come until the fall. But that's not stopping Pixel 6 rumors and speculation from bubbling up. Because, you know, John Prosser loves leaking this kind of stuff, and Pixel 6 is uh, pretty interesting. So, internal code names for future Google phones leaked last year Passport, Raven, uh, Oriol. It's believed that Passport refers to a potential foldable phone from Google. But that uh, Raven and Oriole might be early versions of the Pixel Six and Six Pro. Um, so there's certainly room for improvement over the Pixel Five, since that phone was a solid mid-range phone. But Google's really needs to focus, you know, a little bit more on flagship uh, phones since they just haven't been touching that area of smartphones in a while. So having that is important. So like I said, John Prosser has been showing off renders of the Pixel 6 based on photos he'd uh, received. Um, and Google is pretty predictable when it comes to rolling out Pixel flagships. Um, but uh, phones it's phones usually debut in October, but uh, one notable expectation is that the Pixel 5, which moved up its debut by day to September 30th last year, So we're expecting Google uh, to stick uh, to form and targets early October for the Pixel 6 launch, though there's been no rumor or leak confirming that yet. The Pixel 6 likely won't be the only phone we see from Google this year, so we're probably going to be seeing a regular Pixel 6 as well as a Pixel 6 Pro, instead of that naming the Pixel 6 XL, which Google usually calls their phones. Um. So, when it does arrive, the Pixel 6 could be available from uh, other carriers. And Google and T Mobile are teaming up for a number of new initiatives, such as making Google's messaging app the default chat app on any Android phone T Mobile sells. But among those plans, T Mobile has committed to selling more Pixel phones. We would assume that includes the Pixel 6 as well. The pricing strategy of the Pixel 6 uh, is. uh, a little interesting, since it's similar to uh, some of the previous Pixel flagships out there. The Pixel 5 came at a price of uh, $699, and of course, to get that lower price, Google had to make some compromises, like opting for a less powerful processor than you might otherwise expect from a flagship phone, and having that smaller form factor as well, which is why I would consider this to be a mid-range phone instead of a flagship phone. It's unlikely that Google will want to drop the price of the Pixel 6 even lower, so the question will be whether it goes up to a more premium price tag with premium specs, or 6 to the pri- Pixel 5's pricing. I mean, I'm guessing that um, both Apple f- and Samsung phones have opted for lower entry prices on their phones. The iPhone 12 mini costs $699, while Galaxy S21 starts at 799 So maybe pixel 6 will start even lower or around the same price I don't know but the pixel range has always had a strong reputation for excellent cameras right so what's different about this year is that Google has mainly just been focusing on the software and processing side of their images which is why their photos look so great Um, but I think Google has to step it up a notch with its hardware since Pixel 5 hardware is around 2 years old for their cameras and only is a dual uh, setup so I think Google has to focus a little bit more on the hardware of the Pixel 6 uh, rather than the software itself but that's just my opinion Um, and having these features, having these new cameras as well as great software and processing power will be... The best combo ever, since it provides all the hardware that's needed, as well as extra boost to help make the photos look better and the videos look better overall. Um, so, a Google, uh, the, the Pixel 6 design will have a hole punch cut out uh, in the middle, according to John Prosser's renders, um, and will be incorporating bio resin plastic to allow the phone to support wireless charging. And it's likely that the Pixel 6 will also pick up that design element as well. So it's going to have this camera bump right in the middle of the phone uh, with three sensors. And we're not really sure which sensors there are, but expect a telephoto, ultra-wide, and wide-angle lens, um, like in most flagship phones nowadays. So it's rumored that it's either going to come in 90Hz to 120Hz for the Pixel 6 and has Android 12 um, which Google just launched recently. Honestly, we should expect a Pixel 6 Pro, uh, according to his rumors, which is going to be 6.2, uh, which is going to be around a bigger sizing and will provide even better features. Um, and what we're expecting is Google's in-house processors called Whitechapel, which is their own... Uh, processors that they're making instead of using Qualcomm Snapdragon chipsets anymore. And hopefully, we do see a big uh, performance jump, which is why Google is probably making their Android 12 really big deal. And they're probably going to have a great hardware alongside it as well, like this Whitechapel chip. The battery um, will be rumored at uh, around 4,000 to 5,000 m hours on the pixel six um and that's basically all we know right now about the pixel six uh at this current moment according to john prosser's uh, leaks but hopefully we'll see more about it and uh, we'll see a some more updates on this phone soon but those were the stories of this week i hoped you guys enjoyed uh this episode of the truetech podcast um and don't forget check out our sponsor unidragon um, where they make great puzzles and don't forget to check out the merch at merch.streamelements.com where you can find all the latest tr- uh, true tag merch um, that you might need like mugs t-shirts hoodies etc all right thanks for listening to this episode and i'll catch you in the next one peace